see you ain't pulled down that wire yet. I'm not going to pull it down. Listen, Sud Buster, I'm giving you one more day to pull down that wire, understand? Very Creek is legally mine. The wire stays. We'll see about that. There's a tough winter ahead, King. I've got a wife and a baby to feed. I'll earn enough money to feed them, and you can't stop me. A mister like you ain't big enough around the middle to bluff me, so don't try it. I'm not trying to bluff anybody. The hearty cry of Hi-Yo Silver has echoed through the years from the wild and untamed west of yesterday. It has acted as a symbol of courage to the oppressed, a challenge to the lawless. Let us return to the west of old and thrill to another of the Lone Ranger's stories featuring the most picturesque and colorful character ever to ride the plains and prairies. Welcome to The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger lives by a code of conduct. This conduct consists of two major parts, the Lone Ranger Creed and a set of guidelines. One of the Lone Ranger's creeds is that God put the firewood there, but that every man must gather and light it himself. The Lone Ranger is part of the Life Podcast Network. Our goal is to keep adding shows to our network that bring you good, family-friendly content. If you're interested in becoming involved with our podcast network, please go to lifepodcast.net and click on the Contact Us page. We're also working on a monthly live broadcast designed to connect Lone Ranger enthusiasts. Sign up at our Facebook page to keep up to date. And now, let's listen to another great tale of the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. There's danger on the trail ahead. Come Silver. Away. Young Jim Ashley pulled his gaunt team and rickety buckboard to a stop before the one-room sod house he had built here on the edge of Elkhorn Flats. Oh, oh, you critters, oh. Jim Ashley was a tall, raw-boned man in his late 20s. His deeply sunburned face bore a grim expression. There were small wrinkles at the corners of his gray eyes, wrinkles that had once been laugh lines. But Jim hadn't laughed much in the last two years, certainly not since he'd brought his wife and child out to live in this sun-baked desert of Elkhorn Flats. As he stepped down from the buckboard, he could hear Virginia trying to put the baby to sleep. Virgie. Virgie. Virgie, I think that we'd better get... Jim, I think he's almost asleep. There. It's been so hot this afternoon, it's no wonder he doesn't want to sleep. Yeah, it is hot. That ain't what's bothering him. Well... Sleep's a pretty poor substitute for food. 
I'm a fine kind of a critter to call myself a man. Can't even rustle enough grub to feed my wife and baby. Oh, now, Jim, talking that way won't help any. Did you hitch up the team? That's right outside. I'll just wrap up little Jim here. He'll like the ride to town, even if he is asleep. Well, dear, I got a feeling we'll just be wasting our time asking Anderson for any favors. Maybe not. Gee, there's no harm in trying. Come on. Climb up on the seat, Virgie. I'll hold little Jim. Here. Riding ten miles in an open buckboard won't be much fun, Virgie. The baby and I won't mind. You think Anderson might stake us to enough grub to keep going for a while? Won't do any harm to ask. Get up there. Come on, get up. Like it's not, he won't even talk to me. You don't have to take abuse from anyone, Jim. If Anderson turns us down, we'll get along somehow. Well, I guess it ain't really his fault. Matt King's the cause of it. Trying to starve us out, that's what he's doing. You don't know that for sure, Jim. Yes, I do. Matt King's got more power in this county than any man deserves. But men don't deliberately try to starve out women and children, Jim. Even men like Matt King. You don't know him, Virgie. Matt King don't care about anything but himself. His way of thinking, cattle are more important than human beings. Maybe not. Didn't he tramp down our wheat last fall and drive off our stock? We never knew for sure. Didn't he burn that patch of corn we were saving for meal this winter? I tell you, Virgie, I know what I'm... You've just got to be patient, Jim. Maybe after a while he'll get tired of bothering us. Patient? Sometimes I think we'd be smart to pack up and clear out. Start again somewhere else. Jim, you promised me you'd never talk that way again. Why, we've made our home here, and we're going to stay. All right, honey. I'm sorry. But Anderson still hasn't staked us to any grub. How do we know until we ask him? Maybe. Get up there. Kind of deserted. Too hot for many folks to be out. Oh, there's Nat Turner. His team is hitched to the cottonwood. Yeah, might as well drive up alongside of him. Oh, it'll be shady there. I can wait for you. Oh, oh, boys, oh. Hi, Nat. Hello, Jim. How are you, Mrs. Ashley? Well, pretty good, Nat. The baby's not so well. That's yeah, too bad. What's the trouble? Same trouble we've all got. No food. Yeah. I was just into Anderson's store. Asked him to stand me off. He wouldn't today. Says he can't. Told him we'd have a crop before the summer's we'll over. We'll only have a crop now that we've got water from Prairie Creek. I'm afraid all of us farmers are going to run into trouble, Jim. Kind of that fencing job we did at Prairie Creek. The creek's on my property. It's nobody's business but mine. If you, Tom Noble, and the rest of the farmers want to use the water to irrigate the land. Sure, that's the way we feel. I'm but going over to Anderson's store. You wait here, Virginia. Uh, Matt King and two of his cow punchers just went into Anderson's, Jim. Thanks, Nat. Matt King's just the hombre I'm looking for. Mr. Anderson. Hello, Ashley. I'd like to talk to you about doing some trading. Cash? Well, I... You're wasting your time, Ashley. You gave the same answer to Nat Turner, that other dirt farmer. I know, but we've got our irrigation ditches dug now, and inside of three months... Yeah? Mr. King here was just talking about your plans for irrigating. Oh, 
It was? That's right, Ashley. The boys and me just rode through Prairie Creek. I see you ain't pulled down that wire yet. I'm not going to pull it down. Listen, Sud Buster, I'm giving you one more day to pull down that wire, understand? Prairie Creek is legally mine. The wire stays. We'll see about that. There's a tough winter ahead, King. I've got a wife and a baby to feed. I'll earn enough money to feed them, and you can't stop me. A nester like you ain't big enough around the middle to bluff me, so don't try it. I'm not trying to bluff anybody. You've rawhided me and my friends ever since we settled here in Elkhorn Flats. We can take a lot, King, but we can dish it out, too. Listen, if you nesters place any value on your hides, you'll pack up and clear out before I really get mad. You've spoiled the grazing of your plows, and you've wired off Prairie Creek so you can irrigate your land with water that belongs to the cattle. Is that all you have to say? Any more talking I do will be with lead. Then I might as well give you what uh, you deserve right now. Move away, Anderson. Up. All right. Our gunplay. That's it. That's one punch you wish you'd never thrown, Ashley. I'm sure I'll never regret it. Boss, why didn't you let me drill? Anderson. Who was that? Followed Ashley out the door. Just a redskin who's been hanging around here for the last couple of days. He don't mean anything. What about the nester, boss? You're not going to let him get away with it, are you? We'll take care of all of those sod busters. And do it at one clip. Come on, boys. So long, Betty. Any luck, Jim? Well, no, not exactly. Anderson said things are pretty tight right now. And... Matt King? Yep. Was he in the store? A few words, that's all. Never mind, Jim. Let's drive on out home. I'm sure everything will turn out all right. No, it won't, Bertie. That's a trouble. There's no harm in hope. Get up there. Come on, get up. Jim, and I I think I ought to tell you. Tell me what? Look under the seat. Say, what's this? Canned goods. Bacon and cornmeal. Where'd you get it, Virgie? While you were in Anderson's store, I went to Spooner's Market and bought it. But you didn't have it. How'd you pay for it? I made one stop before I got to Spooner's, Jim. I stopped at the pawn shop. Pawn shop? My ring, see, I, I hated to do it, Jim, but the baby's got to have food, and, and so do we. Pawn your wedding ring. We'll redeem it, Jim. You had to pawn your wedding ring because a coyote like Matt King wants more brazen land for his cattle. He says he only talks with lead. Well, I speak the same language. Get up! Come on, get up there! <laughs> Trailside camp a few miles from Elkhorn, the Lone Ranger and Dan Reed waited for Tonto to return from town with supplies. This must be Tonto now. Oh, Scout, oh, Tonto. Oh. You brought me supplies, Tonto? Huh? Let me bring, a, bring news, too. What kind of news? Matt King. 
cattlemen, not like the farmers, who live on Elkhorn Flat. There's nothing unusual in that. The farmers will make out all right. They're getting water from Prairie Creek. Oh, me, no. But Jim Ashley had a fight with Matt King in Anderson's store. A fight? Ashley hit King. And King say, from now on, him no longer talk. Him use lead. That's bad. I was afraid of something like this when I saw that Prairie Creek was fenced off yesterday afternoon. Uh. Well, isn't the creek on land that belongs to Mr. Ashley? Yes, it is, Dan. Well, then how can the cattlemen claim that... It's a that fight the... that will go on for years, Dan, all over this country. The government opening land to homesteaders, cattle raisers see the end of open range and all it means. And if it's water they're fighting about, why don't they share it? There's enough for everybody. Yes, of course, but the cattlemen were here first. They resent the homesteaders coming in. Um, we break camp, ride south? No, Tonto, I think we'll stay here for a few days. I want you and Dan to ride back to Elkhorn this afternoon. Oh. Well, what do we do there? Get all the information you can on Jim Ashley and the rest of the farmers. And what you do, Kimasabi? I'll wait here till nightfall, then ride over to Matt King's ranch. It was almost 10 o'clock that evening when Matt King walked into the bunkhouse where his two top hands were waiting for him. Red, Pete. Yeah, yeah. What's the matter, Matt? Saw it somebody? I'm sore at every sod busting nester that's trying to squat on this range. Yeah, Red's telling me about what happened in Anderson's store today. You and that lanky critter Jim Ashley. Never mind that. The rest of the boys are herding steers over in the valley. Right over there and get them. Drive the herd in with you. You better leave the stock in the valley, Matt. No water here on the flats. The critters There's plenty alive. of water at Prairie Creek. It's fence, double strands of barbed wire. And I ain't never seen a cow critter that can walk through that. We're watering a stock at Prairie Creek tomorrow morning. Barbed wire won't stop bullets. But nesters will. Oh, they might gang up on us, Matt, and we can... What's the matter, Red? It looks like you just saw a ghost. But I saw somebody looking in that window. An hombre wearing a mask. Nah, you must be... What the... It's a rock. Somebody threw a rock. No, it ain't. That's a bullet. Look. Yeah, silver bullet with a note tied to it. See, it says Matt King. Yeah, let me see it. Is it for you, Matt? What? Boy, if I catch that dirty sneaking varmint that wrote this up. What's it say? Matt King, if you talk with lead, I'll talk with silver. It's up to you. Curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Next time on The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. Did the only thing I could do. Next move's up to him. That may mean shooting, Jim. If that's what it takes to protect our rights, then they'll be shooting. What do you say? I'm with you, Jim. So is Tom Noble and the rest of the dry farmers. The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger, is part of the Life Podcast Network, a group of family-friendly podcasts bringing a positive message of hope and inspiration. Some of the audio for this podcast was provided by the archive.org online database.